podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. And Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello one and all, we hope you're well. Coming up on this week's show, a bunch of random shit we had no fucking idea we were going to be covering last week. So, we are doing a very special retro review and new release with a look at the two wrong turn movies. Um... We are going to be reviewing the played at Glasgow Film Festival last week, and we all randomly watched it. Mads Mikkelsen starring uh, dark comedy drama thriller thing, uh, Riders of Justice, and Tom and Jerry. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so, So not the movie that last week we said... We think we're going to cover this, but a load of different movies. Yeah. Well, that that one seemed a bit serious, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you can watch trash horror, a nostalgic throwback and mouths with a beard, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite. Um, so, yeah, very, very random show. Um and it's bloody typical as well, because Andra Day then won a Golden Globe for the US versus Billy Holiday. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck, OK, probably I'm going to have to watch that at some point. Um, but hey, never mind. It's even up in the air whether she's going to get an Oscar nomination. She's not had an awful lot of heat. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure she deserves it because it does look it, it, it. Everything I'm reading about it is the performance is better than the film. It's one of those uh, mm-hmm. biopics. But... What alarmed me about um, all of these stuff about the Golden Globes is, didn't we all decide a long, long time ago that the Golden Globes were bollocks? <laughs> I know, but people are clutching at straws right now. It's anything, isn't it? Yeah. The um, the TV ratings on it, like the viewer ratings were really low, though, weren't they? 
Which is the Golden Globes. I know, but like even in comparison to a normal year. I mean, the the Oscars is gonna get fuck all. You know, um, I mean the. I, I suppose we're getting into it. I'll just say we are podsyndicate.com. Um, please support the uh, the other shows in our network. Patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Uh, you got uh, a Bond commentary coming up. Uh, you got some Fincher clubs coming up at some point soon. So uh, $2 a month and early release of the shows as well. So Golden Globes. Yeah. Well, well with the Oscars, right? Nomadland is now the front runner. Yeah. It's in US cinemas and Hulu, and it probably, yeah, it won't have had a release over here by the time the Oscars happen, because cinemas won't be opening in England till May, and I'd be stunned that even if Scotland and Wales had cinemas open, whether Fox would bother putting out Nomadland until England was open. So you're going to have, I don't know, you're going to have an Oscars where it's probably the least watched best picture front runner in I, like decades like if if not ever yeah I, I, I would i would say it'll be the last one i can remember that will have been that literally loosely watched will have been the hurt locker yeah, and I mean, e- even that, you know, by the time the Oscars had come round, it had been out for nearly a year. It was on the home video. Yeah. You know, it had it. a worldwide release. Uh, that pro- probably is the closest point of comparison, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I That's the, that, that's the thing. It, it almost feels like, why are they bothering this year? Um, I, I mean, I love that they're, they're, they're carrying on and whatnot, you know, but I like I'm not... I wonder if I'm even going to stay up for it this year because, you know, Nomadland's going to win and that's great and, and great for Chloe Zhao and whatnot, you know, and it's like, I like the film. I didn't love it. I'm cool with her fucking winning Best Director. Great. Um, Chadwick Boseman for Best Actor. That'll be a nice speech. Watch you on YouTube the next day. It just, I don't. I feel weirdly like I don't really have a horse in the race this year unless I mean it wasn't even in my top 10 but I know it was very high in yours if promising young woman starts getting some real traction um but it's or not if Rosamund win. Pike gets no but that's the thing it's not is it it's just it's not going to win anything Rosamund Pike could be an outside bet for best actress but yeah, promising woman's not gonna win it. It almost feels a little bit like Francis McDormand isn't getting much sort of you know traction for for best actress for Nomadland because she doesn't really seem like she wants to win it. She's almost a little bit like, look, I've got to give it to somebody else for a change. I mean, yeah, and if it wasn't for the fact that like her last one was only three or four years ago, it, it feels like that maybe that would be a bit more of a thing. But it's like. I mean, it was a surprise that she didn't win either of the Globes. I thought that was interesting. Um, but then again, with, with the Globes, it, it it does feel like did the US versus Billy Holiday publicist just really put on a show? Did the publicist, uh, did Netflix just put on a show for I Care A Lot? 
Um, I, you know, and it, 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 it's not to denigrate the performances. I haven't seen one of them, and I thought the other was really good. But it, it, it's just, I, I was, I, yeah, I was surprised that McDormand didn't get that, considering Zhao won and Nomadland won overall. Yeah, it's an odd one, that, isn't it? It, it, it? She's the principal cast member in a film that won Best Picture and Best Director, but she wasn't the best actress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... And, but, like it's saying, I, 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 still haven't, I still haven't watched Nomadland yet, so it, it, partially because it just... It, it doesn't actually really appeal to me. It sounds bad, bad. I will watch it. I will watch it before the Oscars. But it's not something I've been chomping at the bit to watch just because it, it just it, it doesn't doesn't prod me to watch it. No, no I mean still talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it's it, I don't know, it just seems it looks like hard work. Yeah, it, it looks it does. I are into that shit right now. It, 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 that's it. It, it, it. in a more normal Tom year. Tom and Jerry, yes. Yep. Nomadland, no. A little bit like that. Yeah. It's it's a bit like it, will it be good? Yes. Probably. Will I get some out of it? Maybe. Do I need to have what looks a little bit like a lesson for um, for two hours at the moment? Nah. No. It, the, 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 the thing is, I mean, the, the film itself, it's not as eat your vegetables as you expect it to be, but it still kind of has that air throughout. It, it's It's an odd one. Like, there are individual bits in it which definitely lighten the mood. I mean, the, David Strathairn is is great. Uh, I mean, Francis McDormand's great. And it's not... It, 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 it's kind of just telling, like, showing things as they are. It's not necessarily having an opinion on great social issues. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's like a lot of real life people kind of like state, stating their case and that that's quite interesting to hear. It's got it, it's got like a documentary feel to it. But then when David Strathairn, um comes in, it kind of turns into a more of a character piece. And it, it's it's good. It, it's, you know, it solid. Like I say, I, I thought it was a solid four out of five. Um, it, But I mean, it's almost I wouldn't begrudge it winning anything just because. I don't know. This year, I'm not that bothered. If another round could win Best International Feature, I think I'm pretty much set there, to be honest. Yeah, th- th- there's nothing that like I say that there's no there's no film that I am absolutely fucking in the corner for going this. I want this to fucking win. All right. Or I actively don't want this to fucking win. Um, but yeah, it's it, I'm the same. I'm looking at it going. Do what can I be asked to stay up until you know from like one in the morning to like five in the morning to to watch it? I don't know. I can't be bothered. But then it might I mean, get round to the might, might get on the day before. I might go. Do you know what bollocks I am gonna? Yeah, I like it. It's, it's like a fun little event, isn't it? I, but yeah. God dang. Or is it going to be like? Well, no, that's... I, I like the, I like the, the, the music performances are going to be like from someone's fucking kitchen. <laughs> Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's the thing. I just can't help but feel it's going to be a bit depressing. <laughs> yeah. The globes look depressing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did. I mean, I mean, to be fair, they had to deal with all that fallout from the HFPA being the HFPA. 
like not having a single fucking black person in their 90 strong crowd of members i mean that's fucking mental uh, I, the thing is with the globes it's a bit like i just remember that year was it what is the use it when they essentially gave was it glitter the mar uh, no it was uh, burlesque wasn't it mm. they gave burlesque a nomination because Cher said she performed. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not to be taken seriously, is it? There's very few actors. Cher's a very serious. There's very few that. actors out there, I think, that will, that will, will like go, oh, do you know what? Do you remember when I won those three Golden Globes? <laughs> I don't know. It depends if that's their peak. Yeah, fair enough. All power to anybody who wins it. You know, it's, it's more than I'll ever fucking win, so I just shut the fuck up. But it's just, I just think, think that, that people took it a lot more seriously this year than they have been in previous years. People don't have anything else, Mark. Let yeah. people have yeah. what they want to have. Then have 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 the Golden Globes and Borat winning a fucking award for some reason. Did um, someone wore a really really snazzy dress? Oh God, what's her name? Um, she's in Mank, eh? The man savoured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, big mood. If you're stuck at home and you're doing like Golden Globes shit, you'd dress up, wouldn't you? I thought oh, January Jones was quite amusing with hers. What did she wear? She broke out of the dress that she wore ten years ago at the Golden Globes and wore that again <laughs> to see if it still fit. And um, her name Jamie Lee Curtis rocked rocked a very open fronted dress. Yep. So was that. Just capital bangers. Capital bangers, yeah. The men make a fucking effort. Like Jason Sudeikis just actively pissed me off. Like, you know, what in a hoodie? Yeah. Hi, guy, hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, but what's the name? Um, Jodie Foster was in a pajamas, wasn't she? Yep. So why Jason Sudeikis wear his fucking hoodie? I think I it was also the fact that he looked baked. I mean, yeah, why I mean, did he it, get baked? He'd be pissed on champagne if he was actually there. I don't know. It just, I, you know, you're kind of... I, God, maybe I'm just being a dick about it, but it's like you're kind of representing your industry, which is going through some really trying times. Maybe, you know, Hollywood would do well to remind people of, like, the glamour of Hollywood, you know, I I I think that just that whole aspirational kind of thing. And I mean, yes, Jason Stakers is in England because he's filming the second season of Ted Lasso. So it was like four in the morning. But regardless, he's got massive divorced dad energy about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really, he, he, he magnificently does. Uh, you know, I mean, like if my wife dumped me because she was fucking one of the one direction. I don't know. Maybe I'd have a hoodie on. I I, I don't know. But it just, it, I, God, it just, it felt a bit disrespectful. And I, I get it. Like people are at home and almost like, you know, it, it, people are saying they're like fed up, like fed up of being at home and whatnot. It's like, if you have an excuse to dress up, fucking do it. I'll tell you what, if we're still having to socially distance when Eurovision is coming on, you best fucking believe I'm still dressing up as a member of Lordy. <laughs> when is Eurovision this year? That's happening this year. That's fucking happening this year. 
Like, I, I cannot wait for Eurovision weekend. The Friday night, I'm going to watch Eurovision. The Saturday, I'm going to cook a pizza out of my pizza oven. I'm going to have some beers. I'm going to dress up as one of fucking Lordy and watch Eurovision. It's, it literally is like the, the weekend after all of the pubs are due to reopen. I see Jason Sudeikis getting all this shit for wearing a hoodie, but then uh, Chloe Zhao, is it? It's just, she's just sat there, no makeup, hair, like, in a plait or something, wearing a top, and no it's, one's giving her any shit about it. So. But I, 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 the tie-dye hoodie is almost making a point of, look how fucking slobby I am. Like, Chloe Zhao, no, okay, fair enough, she didn't dress up. But I I don't know. She didn't. I, I, I fuck. I I'm finding it hard to think of an equivalent example. Like she didn't have like tracky bottoms on, or you know, you know. It just yeah. I am I mean, giving. She may well have done. It was only like the so, top of her. Hypothetical. Yeah. Right. Um. Actually, purely hypothetical. If you were in the UK and the Golden Gloves on at, f- at four in the morning, mm. Becky, and you were nominated for an award would you would you get dressed up for it or would you what would you what, what would you wear you won't get dressed up i mean it depends how likely i was to win i guess very likely because jason Sinek was won i think didn't he and he was very he was he was tipped yeah, he it. was yeah yeah he was pretty four much in the morning though it's four in the morning like a lot um, of these have like glam squads don't they like they can't do their own makeup and their own hair and stuff like that i'd slap a bit of fucking makeup on and wear like jeans and a nice top yeah i'd go somewhere in the middle yeah yeah see i'd go one of two ways full tucks or i'd either go full fuck it and just everything and just fucking full tucks i'd be sat there but i'd do it from like i'd i'd have like my ipad on my camera or whatever it was that they'd sent me to set it up with i'd do it like in my car or something like that or you'd be in your gremlins t-shirt with the big hole or, or i would be in my <laughs> ultimate fucking slobs <laughs> just sat in the garden with with just a spotlight on me really for uh, four in the morning just looking really miserable <laughs> at the nervous to yeah. shut off. you're doing your golden globe speech yeah <laughs> i don't know i like i just I think when he looks back in years to come and it's like, if that's like the one Golden Globe he ever wins and it's like, and I just had a hoodie on. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how I feel about that. Um, I mean, you know. I think the thing that's bothering me about it is it, about it is like Jason Sudeikis is just, it's just fair game. Everyone's having a fucking go about it. Whereas Chloe Zhao, equally slobby um as jason sudeikis is oh, no, no say anything wants. because you can't say anything because it's a woman and then you're being misogynistic and just judging her on appearance well that's exactly what people are doing to just uh, jason sudeikis just 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 she judging him on appearance equally she wasn't equally as slobby as jason sudeikis come on now i mean she's not dressed I, I, up I, I, don't I, get I, me wrong but <laughs> All right, I just I think we're coming at it from different angles. I'm looking at it going, well, no, that's that's not fair because you wouldn't they wouldn't say that about um, a woman because they'd be accused of misogyny, and you're looking at it going fair, but no, no. Do, do, if I were Chloe Zhao, would I have dressed up more? 
Yes. If I was Jason Sudeikis, would I have dressed up more? Fucking yes. Mm. Okay. There are degrees. There are degrees. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I just, I think the I'd reaction. I like that our differing of opinion is who's slobbier, Jason Sudeikis or Chloe Zhao. Oh, I mean, she's wearing a fucking beanie at one point in the video. I haven't, I've only, uh, okay, I've only seen still images. So. Yeah, she's wearing a beanie there. She's wearing a beanie. Okay. She's got bloody pigtails. Do you know I what? I will defer. I'm, I, I'm fine with people wearing whatever they want to fucking Well, that's have. it, that's it. I'm fine with her wearing that, but what I don't understand is why he's getting so much grief and she's not. But I'm just saying it's a bit of a weird, like... I think it's also because he looks baked. <laughs> I mean, it, it does, maybe he's just tired. I mean, like, it, it probably is. It probably is that he's just tired. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there's almost a little bit of the world seems to be a little bit like. Wait, so Olivia Wilde's dating Harry Styles now, and she used with Jason Sudeikis. Do we dislike Jason Sudeikis for some reason? Should we? I don't know. Maybe we do. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we do. I don't like. I don't. Uh, I don't. I feel a bit sorry for him. He's apparently dating someone else as well, isn't he? I, 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 just, honest, he looked, I, I, I if it were me. <laughs> no, I mean, I to be honest, I don't, for as much as we talked about it, I, I don't, I, I don't care that much. It just. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Just have some fucking pride in yourself. All of them. Have some fucking... No, you know, Amanda Seyfried, looking looking great. Daniel Kaluuya, looking fucking incredible. Like, that is the way to do it. If you don't want to suit up, but you still want to look respectable, do what he was doing. Yeah, he... he, he did he, like, um, T-shirt and jacket it? It was like, yeah, like a shirt and jacket, but like the shirt almost kind of looked a little bit sooty, almost like the combo. It was nice. It was understated, you know. I, I, that, that, I suppose that's it. It just, if, uh, if you, if you want to be at an award ceremony and win an award and just have a fucking hoodie on, then fair enough. But I, you know, it's it's like Boris Johnson. Get a fucking like, just shave your head or something. Get a haircut. I don't just have some fucking pride in yourself. <laughs> That's all. That's all. <sighs> Bloody talking about fucking TV show actor for fifteen minutes. How dare we? Ain't one of the film. <laughs> You see that Ted Lasso thing that he's done? Yeah. Is that him? It's supposed to be brilliant, but uh, everybody's TV. I, I will not watch anything that is about football that isn't football. Oh, is it about football? Yeah. Oh, but not football, football. Like, no, football. yeah, it's about football. Oh, okay. Definitely. Let's move on before Becky and I come to blows again. <laughs> Um, it's not no it's not aimed at you it's just I've seen a lot of people criticising him for it and it's like but hang on a second I think we should draw a line under it yeah I think we should draw yeah like uh, you know we, we have different opinions about slobbiness okay 
I'm like right, skydiving alone. <laughs> let's let's do some trailers. Um, right. I will say before we came on, I watched a, a trailer for a new film with uh, Ty Sheridan, Lily Rose Depp, and uh, Colin Farrell called Voyages, directed by Neil Berger, who directed Limitless, as the trailer says, from the director of a film that's over a decade old. Um, on, on, we 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 will get to. <laughs> from a director of later on in this year <laughs> <laughs> not just any kind nice. of director <laughs> yeah we will, get, we will we will get to one of those nice um yeah voyages this trailer made me feel like i'm 100 years old <laughs> i i might just leave it there we it, we, we, we watch it going i mean come on guys a t-shirt really get yourself to marks and get yourself a nice suit young man yeah, 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 probably. I don't know. It it just it it just looked very very busy, and my eyes couldn't take it. <laughs> I I was about to start watching the tra- that trailer, and then you said it made me feel a hundred years old. I just went, oh, yeah. I can't bother with that right now. No. Go on, do it, do it, do it. Watch it now. Oh. Let's have a running commentary of you watching this trailer now. Right, cool. Let's go. This is an advert for PSN. Oh, wait, is this the film? Is this, oh, yeah, yep, so. That was an advert. Because there was a zebra. Yeah, there was a zebra. Oh, it's spacey. Have you ever met a zebra? <laughs> yeah, I've met a zebra. Have you? Yeah. Oh, it's spacey. This is our future. Cool. Oh. lots of people stroking each other now. This just looks like something that should be on Channel 4. <laughs> it's such... This is something on Channel 4 that, like you say, I'd look at and go, I've got to watch that. A lot of people stroking each other. Yeah. Who's that guy? I wonder if all of these clips of animals are actually in the movie. Or if they're just part of the trailer. I guarantee you Colin Farrell is in that movie for less than six minutes. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, like you just said that, just I don't I don't see why I'd ever want to watch that, but I will watch it. Astronauts descending into madness and not knowing the difference between reality and No, they don't look like that. It just it 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 looks like Instagrammers getting almost in space and then just deciding to a party. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like if Project the Fire Festival like in if, space. It's like if Project X tried to make gravity. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I it, it, I mean, fair play to Lionsgate it comes out next month in the US, and it will come out. They've got uh, they've got the Doug Liman film Chaos Walking 
actually coming out in the US on Friday. Um, <laughs> the we, film that was we, fin- finished shooting three years ago. Doesn't yeah. Come out on Friday as well. In America. Tenet comes out in the New York next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. That is, isn't it? Um, like playing in IMAX 70 millimeter in Lincoln Square in New York City. It's like eight months old. Uh, or seven months old I, I don't know I mean fair play at least New York's opening up that's a great sign um but yeah I it, it just I I feel too old for it but I'll be honest if like cinemas open up and it's a little bit slow to ramp up and it's playing I'll probably go yeah that that that's it um it's that has either like you say there's nothing else played or, or it is playing at a cinema or it has Tuesday night Netflix watch written all over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we've also got uh, the first uh, trailer for this summer's question mark, but probably uh, Pixar film Luca. Um, everybody thought it was going to be like a remake of Call Me By Your Name. Um, I don't know. If those two mer kids fuck, then fair play. And if one of them fucks a peach? Fair enough. Brilliant. I don't... It seems a little bit now with Pixar, it's a bit like, oh, it's a new Pixar movie. Nah. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there's no reason to feel particularly excited about this one, eh? That, that's it. There's, the problem is with Pixar now, when they're doing, with them doing two a year at the moment, um, or like one... One and a half a year, so two, three, two every eighteen months. It's just a little bit like it's not. You're taking away the, the it's not special anymore. I feel like they're gradually looking uglier as well. Yeah, the art, the art style's not very inspiring. I it, 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 it just, it, it feels like okay, it's a, a, the Italian seaside, so people are going to be going to watch it because they can't go to the Italian seaside. <laughs> That's it. It'll make a shitload of money if it, if it, if it opens at the right time uh, and it'll be it'll be a good one for kids to go and see, but I, 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 am I that interested? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I swear there's another one. Army of the Dead? Oh, that was it. The, the, the Zack Schneider Netflix movie? As long as it's under two hours uh, long, why not? Yeah, I, I'm a little bit like that. The thing is, I looked at it and went, looks expensive. Looks like it looks really expensive, but it could just be those are the shots that look expensive. Also as well, it, 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 it's nice to see a Zack Snyder movie where you can actually see things, where it's actually not grayscaled or like a, just set all at night. Mm. Like I have a feeling that, that in in Zack Snyder's Justice League, there's going to be a clock in the back the background at some point. It's going to say that it's like two in the afternoon. It's going to be dark, <laughs> it's really dark. Yeah. Uh, we got that to look forward to in May. We got Justice League to look forward to in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd think with Netflix that they should maybe have gone. Do you know what? Like we get it in around the same time. <laughs> Rather than rather than have the possibility that everyone is just fucking done with Zack Snyder. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> it, out, it was like four hours long as well. 
TL. Um, oh, don't. Uh, right. Okay. So that's it for trailers. Yeah. Okay. Alive. Why is he here? It's over, Jerry. I'm calling in the poison guys. Why do you have Prita's ring? Have you had it this entire time? Give it to me. Now, drop the ring. What do you want for it, Jerry? You want to stay here? You little con artist. Fine. We can discuss this on my terms. Tom, where did he go? Kevin. Tom, where did he go? Stop. Find him. Stop. Now! Stop. Let's kick off then with Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Directed by Tim Story. Starring Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena. Rob Delaney and animated creatures. What's the story? Um, okay. Tom, no, Jerry, the mouse, is looking for a place to stay. He finds a hotel. He thinks, I want to live there. Chloe Grace Moretz steals someone else's job opportunity and uh becomes a, a hotel events assistant and she's helping with the we- a wedding but jerry's there and they want to get jerry so what does she do she hires tom because he's a cat who also wants to get jerry wouldn't you know it that's the that's the plot yep yeah um Right, Bex, I'm going to start with you. Chloe Grace Moretz's character. Um, I had some problems with her in terms of getting behind her because I didn't agree with an awful lot of what she was doing and it weirdly bothered me considering it was Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Did you care? Did I care about her play or did I care about yeah about about her arc and her plight yes yeah no not really she was she was background noise um yeah yeah and sorry not very nice background noise not not background noise you can root for because everyone in this is terrible apart from maybe the hotel owner manager man and he's just an idiot Pena. oh he's a dickhead oh terrible people but acting well. Oh no, terrible people. They're all terrible people. Tom's all well, also terrible people. Tom's not terrible. But I did feel a bit sorry for Tom at, at various points. He needs to stop letting his anger rule him, does Tom? Because he could he could just walk away from Jerry and go, Do you know what? I don't need this toxicity in my life and mm. just move on. Jerry destroying his dream and playing with John Legend. Jerry is a fucking cunt. Yeah, he is. He he's a baddie. Like the bit where he's there and he's playing. I mean, granted, Tom's pretending to be blind, which is is probably not great. But like Tom's just there and he's playing his piano, pretending to be blind, just 
We're just making a little bit of scratch so that you can eat and people are watching and going, oh, my God, like a blind cat playing the piano. And I miss that aspect. Jerry has to, like, get in on it. Just let Tom have his own thing. Fuck off. Horrible little fucking mouse. So, yeah, not a fan of Jerry. I mean, that's that's the weird thing about it, isn't it? I don't have the, uh, the greatest affinity with, with Tom and Jerry myself, but it's incredible how loathsome jerry actually is it's weird when you watch like some of the old cartoons back now and you like when you watch it as a kid like it's oh tom's obviously the baddie because he's the predator and jerry's jerry's the goodie because he's the he's the prey and he's just trying to get away from tom but you watch it now and it's like oh no jerry just is an absolute wanker yeah but that that's the thing i mean it's like but it's, in a way, it's kind of similar to Bugs Bunny, where, like, you know, if, um, like, him against Elmer Fudd and whatnot, you know. But Bugs Bunny's just, like, he's charming. He's got a personality. He's a cheeky fucker. Jerry, it's like, he makes that little fucking house for himself, which looks incredible, and then he just lords it up over Tom. It's constantly, look at look what I've got. Look how shit you are. I mean, I I team Tom all the way, like absolutely. Even though I will say as well, I mean, like Pena's character felt bad for him because all the way through he's just like, I just want to do what's right for the hotel. You know, he just wants to be a good employee. You know, Chloe Grace, and he completely calls like knows what Chloe Moretz is up to. She's like basically stolen somebody else's rightful job. Um, and why is she good at it? I mean, I, again, it's Tom and Jerry, but she's weirdly unrelatable considering that she's the human lead and Tom and Jerry don't talk. Hmm. Yeah. Don, Donna's just looking at me like you're thinking far too deeply about that. Oh, OK. I think you should be very glad that you weren't listening. OK, sorry. I don't know it's a really weird one because I I liked Tom and Jerry when I was younger but I was I was much more of a Sylvester and Tweety kind of person than a Tom and Jerry person whereas you were very heavily infected in Tom and Jerry yes aren't you um but but um but yeah I think I don't know the thing is they couldn't have made a Tom and Jerry movie that was just Tom and Jerry because neither of them talk but then adding the people into it, like it loses a lot of its magic. And they've gone for kind of like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of aesthetic where all of the animals are cartoons, aren't they? Mm. Um, and I don't know, it just it just makes it look kind of cheap. Mm. I think the way they've animated the animals as well, like it's all it's all obviously has to be for the for the for the type of movie but it's all computer animation and it I just it, it just doesn't it just doesn't look as good and, and mark i mean you're a noted tom and jerry fan you've got a tattoo of tom on your ball sack um yep. how did you take idea, <laughs> how what did you i mean this is one that's kind of snuck up on us i suppose so we've never really gotten into how excited you were for the film but how pumped were you going in 
I, I'm very, actually, honestly, without, without any kind of like, I'm not taking the piss here. I was genuinely <laughs> really excited about this. Uh, the simple fact is that I, I really, really like Tom and Jerry. You know, uh, the Tom and Jerry um, Night Before Christmas is 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 an essential for me every Christmas. Uh, I, I a little bit. Um, I think I've told the story before about me getting my um, headphones taken off me and put on the uh, no drink list on an airplane before because I was laughing too much at Tom and Jerry. Um, <laughs> and then when they said, nobody, uh, no, it, when I said, well, look, if you don't want people to laugh, then don't put Tom and Jerry on. Um, and then I continued to laugh. Um, and they said, they came over and asked me to give my headphones over again. I was like, I don't have any headphones. I've already given you them, but you don't need to be able to hear Tom and Jerry to find it amusing. And I was told I was no longer allowed to watch Tom and Jerry on the plane. Um, you have to like avert your eyes. No, my screen went down. They oh. my screen, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> you were there. I know. I was probably not on the no drink list, so I was probably fine. Yeah. So yeah. So I was. Yeah. But I, I, I loved the and so I was, I was excited for this. Um, I, I liked the idea of having it in that kind of view frame or it um, ideal there because it was going to be their, their dynamic is quite charming. Uh, and Tom is quite a charming character, and it was if if you get him right, mm. you're all right with the rest of it. it don't be wrong, the movie is too long and it focuses too much on the the, the human characters mm. uh, within it. You know the the whole essentially influencer um, wedding, wedding. Mm. was a little bit they, they went too much into that. I think like you mentioned there, Ian, the um, the Chloe Grace Moretz character, I don't see how you're supposed to get along with her and get on side with her mm. because she is just a chancer um and she's trying to take advantage of tom or jerry but it also does have um rob delaney saying um could he wear a hat yeah he could wear a hat and then tom walking in the hat with the name badge on in just a, a, a glorious manner and it's those little moments that you look at and go that's where the movie's charm is or michael pena being caught in the pet tornado bits like that you know the fact you you bring moments like that into it um just kind of just add a bit of a smile and it, it, it's one of those things i think with this movie and I, 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 I may be well off bat here but it's this movie is very much for kids Mm. Um, so, for instance, um, Soul, for instance, a prime example of a, a movie that is kids, kids for, kids, for, kids. for kids, but there's also very much an element of it, it's a family movie. Mm. It, it's a movie that can be watched and appreciated, you know, across the board. Whereas Tom and Jerry is one of those where it is not. This is this is for kids, but but you know, if you're young at heart, you might fucking laugh at it. Are kids watching Tom and Jerry though? Like, is there an updated Tom and Jerry that's? Yeah, there is, but I think it, it, it's never going to have the success of something like a a, a troll or anything like that, mm. uh, a Disney product. Even uh, yeah, I mean maybe maybe not a Disney product and whatnot, but I mean it's interesting. It, it, in the US, it opened to the second highest um, yeah. box office um, since the pandemic started. Yeah. Opened high, opened higher than Tenet. <laughs> the thing is wow. there is it's i think it, 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 there's an element of fuck it yeah i'll go watch 
you know, a, a Tom and Jerry movie where it's just them essentially, you know, just running around wrecking. What is it? I'm glad they didn't. I was worried that they might talk. I know yeah. some of the car- recent cartoons. I don't think the, re- the most recent ones, like they're back to being silent. Mm. But I think in the the um, the ones before that, they did talk. And it's like, no, you can't have them talking. And the fact that all of the sound effects that they use, that they make, with the exception of Tom's song that he has, uh, which Tom did occasionally sing in the cartoons. Did he? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but with the exception of that, all of the, the sound effects that they make are, are original recordings. Right. From the original series of, of, of cartoons. Does the dog talk in the cartoons? Yeah, the dog talks in the cartoons. Just telling Jerry that dog talk, yeah. Um, but yeah, just... Do you know I think it lacked, though? What? Tom and Jerry. There was a lot of Tom or Jerry. There wasn't... In, I don't feel like there was enough Tom and Jerry. Yeah, there was, there was only like a, 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 a few sequences where it was both of them. So the, the hotel room one. The bit where they're going around like the that. city on their little tour. The, the bit of going on the city was... was they are a charming characters for me, and mm. I will watch. If there was a Tom and Jerry two came out in a couple of years time, I I would still be excited to go and see it just because I, I will happily watch these guys in anything because I I I find the whole dynamic of just Tom just constantly trying to catch Jerry, but then when he does catch him, feeling really guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah, I it, I. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was perfectly entertaining. You know, um, Lossie was not interested in the fucking slightest, but um, I like it. I, I don't know. Just it, it's a film. She's not that bothered. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, I don't I, like I, I, I thought that that box office was interesting, though. It did mm. over 14 million dollars and it was projected to do five, um, which probably um, indicates that family audiences uh looking for stuff to see there's only about half of the cinemas in the u.s are open at the moment so if you extrapolate that out if you're saying that tom and jerry would have done nearly 30 million dollars opening weekend that feels to me like a decent opening weekend yeah i mean it, it, it worldwide it's made like 40 million so far yeah it's doing really well in china uh, as well um which makes sense you know because like th- this kind of comedy is very very easy to translate you know it's uh that you know there's not much like um you know america specific humor to it it will travel worldwide so i i yeah i think it will do well um and i mean this the the the, the best performing film over there since the pandemic started so far is the crudes too you know, it's done, um, get, I, I think, getting on for $60 million, which, considering everything that's been happening, is a fucking miracle. The, the, uh, the thing is, if, if let's say, when the UK cinema's open, if Tom and Jerry just plays for a week <laughs> at some point, I probably will go and see it again in the cinema. Gosh, well. Because it'd be fun to go and see in the cinema. Yeah, yeah I, it, that, 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 that's it. I mean, I... I, I think I'm weirdly looking kindly on it because I'm just associating it with like the fact that people still want to go to the cinema, you know, and, and, and why not? You know, it, it's a, a fun time. There's some good comedy in it. I mean, the human characters aren't great, um, but I, I thought Tom, I thought Tom was brilliant. That's the thing. I just really liked Tom. I got on board with him, you know, yeah. Um him, him just wanting to play piano like John Legend, <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's 
what it is, though. It's such an innocent fucking aim. You know, Cherry is just like, I want to be a baller and I, d- I don't care who I step over to, or step on to get get this dream. Tom, it's just like, I just want a keyboard. I just want to play my music. <laughs> but there was a, there was a oh, great... he fucking breaks his keyboard, yeah. doesn't he? There was a great moment, I think, as well, where he gets confronted by some alley cats. Yeah. Um, and then he notifies, essentially, the police. And then the alley cat turns back round and he's just, he's a broom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just moments like that that are just glorious. Or the uh, the dog played by Bobby Carnival, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, when he when he realises that Michael Penny is going to take him for a walk. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. funny. Him taking a shit in the middle of the street and Michael... <laughs> And Michael, and the guy's like beeping out of it, and Michael Peña's just like, I'm cleaning up the poop! You know, I mean, it's good. It's a good time. Yeah, it is. Definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Audience poll. Definitely not shit, 50%. Touching cloth, 25%. And shit, 25%. Aww. I'll take that. All right, then. Yeah, all right, then. Okay, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. So... Um, the Glasgow Film Festival is uh, currently happening, and um, a film that and, that you can do virtual, you can do virtual screenings. You you're like they they have a limited amount of tickets as such, and um, you can watch this stuff online. Um, by the time this comes out, um, the festival will still be running for a few days. Um, the film we're talking about, um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, my apologies. Uh, the film we're talking about, we're, um, it isn't available for rent anymore, but um, it will be getting some sort of release this year. Um, I'd like to think it would get a big screen release, um, you know, and especially if cinemas are, are still a little bit starved for content, I think it could do well. Um, so this is an advanced review of Riders of Justice, uh, starring um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Andrea Hick-Gaderberg, um, Lars Brigman, uh, Nicholas Bro, and Nikolaj Lee Klaas. Um, so this, oh God, what, how to describe the story? Um, through a set of incidents, um, a family is kind of ripped apart when there is a trainer accident and the uh, mother of the family dies. Mads Mikkelsen plays the father of the family who uh, is in the army and is away on a tour. He is called back. While this is happening, a couple of um, statisticians, I I think they are essentially, are fired from a job. um, And one of them is on the train. Um, After the, uh, the, the train incident, um, the statisticians discover essentially what what appears to be a uh, plot, which meant that the train wasn't an accident, and they rope in a friend of theirs and Mads Mikkelsen's character uh, to kind of investigate and take revenge on the Riders of Justice, a uh, biker gang group. Uh, who have been in trouble with the law. So kind of the sum of it, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I, I, I will say um, that I was very, very taken with this film. Um, I thought it was a really interesting, darkly funny look at how we assign meaning to things when the world isn't really giving that meaning. I thought it had, you know, I mean, maybe it's a lazy comparison, but it had some air of Lars von Trier's kind of like the whole chaos reigns kind of aspect. But it's also packaged up with this quite sweet way of looking at the world of essentially stop trying to find the meaning in things, just try and enjoy the things you have in front of you. And I, 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 I appreciated that. Um, so I basically badgered you two into watching it. Uh, so I think you watched it quite late on Sunday night. Um, I'll turn it to you, Mark. Did I done fucked up? No. No, not at all, actually. Um, it was... Um, I went into it knowing nothing. Um best way other than other than i'd seen the that image that was doing the rounds of it all over the place um of the mads mickelson when he's uh got that gun pointed at him by the guy who all spoils all the time the, the brother of the guy yeah yeah turn out to not be the guy that they think he is um i'll be the guy that you think he is but it's not the guy that they think that you think he is <laughs> yeah um so yeah, so that, that that's all I knew about it. So I was like, right, Mads Mikkelsen, but I know it's revenge in somewhere. Uh, yeah, all right, sold. A revenge comedy with Mads Mikkelsen. Um, yes. But I didn't I didn't realize it was a comedy as much. No. Um, but there was something that I think you mentioned when you you, you recommended <coughs> it to us, Ian, where you said it's got that kind of South Korean um, energy to it. Yeah. Where it's it's kind of playing about with a few different genres and feels a little bit, a little bit off kilter, but kind of makes sense of it and doesn't um, doesn't feel like it's intentionally trying to feel off kilter. It's just got a, a weird kind of energy to it, um, and I, I I really enjoyed that about it. It keeps on going places that you're not expecting it to go, and also at the same time you're watching characters and go. It, it, it's it's got the right level of awkwardness. Mm. So with the the three statisticians, you can see that they're just pissing Mads Mikkelsen off sometimes, and you're kind of there going, just stop it, just stop it, because he's going to snap in a second. And there's a moment where he literally says to one of them, "If you continue talking, I'm going to punch you in the face." And the guy does, and he does punch him in the face. Um, but there's also this inherent kind of sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, in the sense that he, he Mads Mikkelsen's fantastic in it. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen's fantastic in is just a, yeah. it, it's just a thing now. But the way that he kind of almost begrudgingly takes them all under his wing. Um, and they we all... referred to it as an odd little family unit that formed. Yeah, and that that that's it. And he, they the bit at the end, they help him kind of um, 
they help him kind of become grounded and they end up helping everything. But there's just there's so much weirdness in it, but not like not like the filmmaker is going, I'm gonna try and be weird now. Mm. Just weird little character quirks that make it a really sweet movie that had this peppered with just extreme violence. Uh, I will say that the the funniest thing about it for me was the running thing of the one guy just being obsessed with the barn. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Like, it was... With the barn. Oh, yeah. Just, like, the way... You want to see the barn? Shall we go and talk in there? Yeah, it was that bit was fucking amazing. It's just like, we're all very excited about the barn. Can we go to the barn? (laughs) Because I'm just going to, like, nod. He's like, fine. It's like it's a it's a very big barn. Do you know why the barn's so big? No. <laughs> Just in comparison to the house, this barn's really big. <laughs> no, I mean I just it was like just odd mo- moments like that but it's like 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 south korean films uh tend to you know like they just they have it's a great way of just deflating tension with just something like some random comment which but as you get to know those characters, you do believe, yeah, that character would come out of that. It's uh, come up with that. It's not a non sequitur, you know, like it, it feels of a place with these characters, you know? And, and, and I mean, sometimes when you learn the, the kind of like the background behind it, then, you know, it, it, it becomes a lot darker. Like that one bit where Matt Mickelson like tells him to shut up and he doesn't, he pulls over to the side of the road and it, he's just running along and then just bends over. Yeah. 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 And it, it's like at first it like that's like what the fuck's he doing? But then later on you it, you know you get some sense as to why he did that and it, it you know it it, it it just it it's dark, you know. Um Bex, what 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 do you think of it? Yeah, I, do you know what? It's I I, I appreciated the the layered kind of feeling that it had to it it was you know obviously you've got the thread of them talking about the the, the revenge aspect of it and then you've got like all like the funny bits are there as well but you've also got this kind of thread running through it of dealing with grief and trauma and how these various characters are doing that obviously Lennart's got he was um obviously abused when he was younger you've got is it Bodashka he's had his whole fucking situation and then ends up just like as as basically like the housekeeper which is but he loves it because he's getting to play like essentially housewife he's just enjoying looking after them yeah. um and you know with the, with the grief side of it you've got I, I, I can I just interject that I like the fact that they come up with an idea for kind of like a cover for why he's there, but then for the rest of it, he is just making lunch and cleaning and stuff like that. <laughs> and some of the comments he comes out with <laughs> uh, about his friend who got killed on New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, but you've got obviously you've got the juxtaposition of how how um, him and his daughter are, are dealing with their their. Ve- Carrying, you know, their, their, their grief over the loss of the mother slash wife, and he's basically just not, and she is wanting to do it in like a healthy way and discuss it, and you know she's asking questions about like 
the theological side of it and things like that. And these various characters that come into their lives basically provide her with an outlet for each bit that she's wanting yeah. to explore. And eventually, obviously, the crutch that Mads Mikkelsen's character is using of, right, okay, I'll deal with that later, but first I've got to get revenge. That crutch is taken away because in reality it turns out that you know, I, I don't know how spoiler we were being, but it turns out what it turns out, and that that crutch is kicked away, and he and he has to kind of face it dead on, and he does, and he gets to kind of a place with it. Yeah, I, I yeah. think you, 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 you get those those peppered little moments of comedy from characters. Um, but it's got the depth but, but, as yeah, well. But then, but they're not just comic relief; they have they have moments within that as well. And then the the Mickelson complete fucking breakdown. Mm. Um, but he still continues to be a bit of a prick after that as well. But it's almost like the, the, the most the, the, the most normal character in the entire movie um, is um, oh, what's his name? The guy with the the, the bad arm. Anton, is it? Yeah, he, he's like the most normal character. He's the one who can see. When the when his two mates are being annoying, yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to stop them. A bit with Emmentaler with the gun though. Oh fuck yeah, but yeah Emmentaler, but then Emmentaler getting fucking angry all of the time about the resolution of the um, the screens. <laughs> um, I suppose I can do it, but which, no. which was amusing. I suppose I'll, 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 I'll let my eyes disintegrate because of the bad screens. It's just. The ridiculousness of it all um, works really well. But then you even get pepper moments with the the, the, the head of the Riders of Justice, uh, where they go to her boyfriend, who is I think one of the worst characters in the fucking film. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt Mickelson is well these rights to punch that kid in the fucking face. That bit was that tickled you, didn't that it? That tickled me an awful fucking lot <laughs> when he punched him in the face, mm. um, because. He, he's overstepping a mark. He should show a little bit more fucking respect. Um, yes, Mads Mikkelsen maybe shouldn't have punched him in the face, but I'm more on Mads Mikkelsen's side than on the kid's side. And then he gives up the location just like that. He oh, is yeah. not going... He's like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And I love the fact that he breaks his finger for fucking A, interrupting him, and B, being a snitch. And C, being a crybaby. <laughs> C, being a crybaby. But then he's still fucking there later on at Christmas, isn't he? Fucking prick. Yeah, I mean, that that was one weird aspect where there was that one scene where the housekeeper prostitute man um, was like kind of like getting her ready for school and whatnot. And it almost seemed like it was a little bit of, oh, what's going on there then? And then that's just completely forgotten. Um, well, no, because I think I think he's meant to be there as like a replacement mother figure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just got the energy wrong then. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I actually I did like the um psychiatry session that ended with the the guy just writing down uh what was it just like fears being chubby and then just <laughs> circles it. Did you also enjoy the bit where he calls her a chubby little salami? <laughs> But you are chubby though. You're a chubby little salami. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, I also like the bit with um, Badashka when he gives. They ask him his name after they've kind of rescued him, 
and he's like, oh, oh yeah. my name's blah, 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 blah. Uh, but a lot of people call me and they <laughs> give this fake name that he's been given by his prisoners once. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And then they're just like, well, no, why would we call you, really? you that? We'll just call you whatever you just said. Yeah. I like the way he literally says, we'll just call you whatever you just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely one that I think like another round could could definitely have like breakout um potential to it yeah yeah in certain circles yeah yeah if if yeah i mean that's the thing i think if it's given a chance and i could you know it seems to be it seems to be very very well received as well you know and it it, it, I, i could see why it just it i i think it's i i think it's telling at times quite a a profound little story like that just that that one scene again the i can't remember the character name so forgive me but um where she's got all the post-it notes up yeah and and, and he's just like but this happened and then that that has other things you need to track as well and it's just it it's you know you'll get lost in it there's there's no point you know like at, like the start of these events isn't the start you know, that's, you, that's it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's almost like he's he's going. Look, I, I this the reason why I'm here is because I did this, and I need to explain to you now that I was wrong, and you're there's no point in you looking at. I have done this already, and it don't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just think as a kind of like an exploration of um of guilt. And like post-traumatic stress, I I I thought that was really interesting, but then it's also got some like just odd, funny dialogue exchanges as well, and then an ending which is genuinely quite sweet. And I know Mads Mikkelsen doing the dance was the Mads Mikkelsen ending of 2020, <laughs> but I think Mads Mikkelsen in a Christmas jumper is pretty great as well. But yeah, but it's also the, the just the nicety of him remembering the story that he's told him that you think he's going to be annoyed that you think at the time shut up because you're annoying him now uh, mm. but he's remembered it and so he's bought yeah. him what oh, is there. and the bit where where Emmentaler gets all like stage shine kind of turns around to the wall and the other guy's just like rubbing his back <laughs> to calm him down yeah. it is it's just it's so sweet it, it's a little bit it's a little bit like if the three nerds from the Simpsons <laughs> um, went to live with Frank Grillo. <laughs> it just yeah that yeah. And That's before we move on, I just want to say it has got a god tier neck break in it as well. Fucking oh, hell! The bit yeah. where he turns around and you go, which is when he pulls the gun on him and he walks out. I turned out a unit of X and went, it is not going to end well for that guy. Yeah. And then the, the, the shot of him, it's a brilliant shot. The way it turns just round and then just follows him coming back towards where it's essentially like it's a dolly shot that's coming in but the camera's almost like shaking so the mm. camera's sort of going is is his rage shot and the fact that he yeah. just knocks the door adds the door and then he just breaks his neck straight away and it's like oh oh that's where we're going on this then but it's not even like a twisty neck shot it's a it's a lifty one it's a he uses his own body weight against him kind of fucking over the top neck, neck then, break it's fucking great and then he walks just walks back off and they all go and then just around going, is he dead? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, 
oh god he's like yeah sorry i should have done that <laughs> but then it's just like the last fucking thing you expect so the dude like bent over and like to a sofa yeah brilliant i yeah def- definitely not shit i honestly i wouldn't be surprised if it turned up on my top 10 at the end of the year i really fucking liked it yeah, same. Yeah, I, I am. I am of the ilk now where I'm yeah, definitely not shit. But as well, if if I see if I see ten other better movies than that this year, gonna be a heck of a year. Yeah. Yeah, we are all gonna have to remember though, because Letterboxd logs it as a twenty twenty movie. We're gonna have to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Brilliant. Um, Our audio was a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy five percent definitely not shit. And 25% shit. Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes, access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? putting four and five year olds in front of this movie it's like if they didn't know what death was before this they're gonna know it after it they're gonna know it after it and they're gonna be freaking terrified and they're gonna be questioning it yeah or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold dead heart yeah the dark knight has got like all the orphans and like oh no we're gonna die they did not build up those orphans at all in my head it's like kill them then look no further the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. So, Mark, Bex, what have you been watching this week? What have you watched solo, Bex? I've only watched two on my own. I don't think I've watched anything solo. Um, so I, I decided, because it came onto Netflix, that I was going to give AI, artificial intelligence, another go. Um, because I remembered it just being schmaltzy crap and hating it. And so I rewatched it, and it is just schmaltzy crap, and I hated it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Um, Jude Law is quite good fun in it. The bit, the bits where Haley Joel Osment is with Jude Law, those bits, are, some of them are quite fun, but the rest of it's just, just not. It's so it's the worst of Spielberg packed into one film. Um, I was reading about it and obviously it was initially it was Stanley Kubrick that was mm. developing it um, and I'd I'd love to see that film but this one just with all the 
heartstring pulling crap that's been injected into it. It just just doesn't fucking work at all. Um, so yeah, there was that. And then me and Isabel watched Dark City because she was like, "Hey, what's that film with that those men and they do a thing and then they can change the city?" And I was like, "That's Dark City. Why? Do you want to watch it? Should we watch it? Let's watch it." So we rewatched Dark City, and we've spoken at length numerous times about Dark City. It's fucking great. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, no sort of first watch. It's just on my own. Uh, right. What have we watched that we've watched? So uh, we've watched a few things on Star, haven't we? Because like it was new. Because it was new. Shiny. Yeah. So we we rewatched um, I Heart Huckabees. Oh yeah, that, yeah. How does that hold up? Um, it's it's really good fun. It is. It, it's still oh, quite God. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it makes you go. Do you know what? Jason Schwartzman was the great douchebag of the early noughties, wasn't he? <laughs> um, but yeah. But it's also got Mark Wahlberg being really quite good before people realise that Mark Wahlberg could occasionally be quite good, for yeah. those who, who who believe that occasionally Mark Wahlberg can be quite good. Um, Jude Law and kind of like pump Jude Law. Yeah, I love the bit at the end though where he's like, I just did this to fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> he finally admits that he's just done it to mess with him. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, it, it's a weird curiosity of a film, I think. It's him cure more than anything else. Justin um, Hoffman and Emily Tomlin are a great duo, though. They bounce off each other really, really well. They're, they're really good as those two. Yeah, and then, I mean, I've, I've having Isabel Hooper coming in and just, just fuck everything up for them. <laughs> is, it, but it, they all end up, it all ends up melding together and yeah, working. it's really quite, quite delightful. Uh, it's, it, if, if you enjoyed it, I think, first time round, it's, it, it's worth going back and having another look. I enjoyed it more second time round, though. Yeah. Mm. Um... What else did we watch? We watched Class Action. Yes. Um, continuing our um, our delve into uh, Gene Hackman movies. Yeah. Um, so this was it's a it's a Michael Apted um, film. Um, so it's our second Michael Apted film of the year. I can't yeah. remember what the other one was, but we have done another one. Um, Essentially, it's Gene Hartman plays like a um, idealistic, kind of yeah, idealistic a- a- attorney, and um, uh, Master Antonio uh, plays a um, essentially she's his daughter and has gone the polar opposite way. So, and they end up clashing in a uh, a case that involves um, the car industry, where a car company has essentially let a car go out that explodes if you turn left if you've got your left blinker on and you get hit from behind yeah uh, and the car will explode um and uh gene hackman's character is pursuing the, the suit based on the you know the he's trying to sue the companies um and defending them is his daughter uh there and it's about their relationship and how that impacts on everything mm. um throughout that it's it's fun isn't it yeah yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's it, it's not one that I would say it, it's not like a lost classic or anything like that. No. But it is it, it it's fun enough and it's it, it's been fun to watch in our little Gene Hatman thing that we've been doing. 
Nice. Oh, the other one we watched, actually, is the next movie. The other um, Michael Atkinson film is the next movie I'm going to talk about. Um, we watched Blink. Yeah. Blink? Yeah. It's... What's that, then? Oh, it's, it's an early 90s one um, with um, Madeline, Stowe. Madeline Stowe and Aidan Quinn in it. And Madeline Stowe plays a, I think like a, a musician who is is blind, but then has a a new surgery where essentially she gets her corneas replaced. replaced and she can now see. But she has essentially like delayed vision at points, so she'll see something. She'll see something with her eyes, but her brain doesn't process it as quickly as it should. Yeah. Be. So she doesn't see. Oh, it okay. So it might be like a day later. But then she, at the same time, kind of witnesses uh, the aftermath of a murder of the person who lives above her. Um, and it's about her being kind of like this unreliable witness. Aidan Quinn, who's playing the copper, doesn't quite believe but wants to believe her. Um, and then she ends up being targeted by the same serial killer because the serial killer knows that she might know who he is that's how I she was the oh, she was, she was originally intended victim that's it yeah uh, and it bounces around from that um, it's really fucking good did it's you like... really fucking good I really really ah, enjoyed good. it we watched I, I read the synopsis and then we watched the trailer and it's got some real fucking horror movie vibes yeah um, in the trailer and they are they do it is the film is horror movie movie because that kind of disorientation that you get from her she she sees it but even she, even she knows she's unreliable to herself like she yeah. she she sees somebody who's a murderer but she doesn't register them like she's in danger and then it, obviously with with the way that the story turns out and I'm not going to say too much more Ian because I think you should watch it because it's really really fucking good and it's on but, Disney Plus sorry. No, this one oh, okay. uh, is one that we've got on DVD. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Dax, go on. But yeah, it's... it's I I, I really, really fucking enjoyed it. I, I want to watch it again, because it was just... Yeah. I think sometimes, like... It's, it's easy to kind of think when you've watched a lot of films that you've watched all the good stuff. But, like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, fucking hell, how did that one by me and probably because i was 10 it was a, it, it, yeah. it, it, it was a a rental for me back in the day of course it was. yeah i rented it a few times back in the day um, was that was that because uh, possibly of, of madeline star i'm i'm not gonna say it's not because of madeline star yeah <laughs> there was a bit in it on there when um uh aiden quinn's character's like no i don't want to fuck her and i was like i mean i'm a girl and i kind of want to fuck her <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's uh She's a good looking lady. She is. She, she, she's easy on the eye. She is. But yeah, really, really, really good. Uh, what else did Sorry, we watch? Was that a rather over emphatic reaction to that? No. I think it was. We watched Chain Reaction. Because why not? Why the fuck not? Sweet. Works, innit? Yeah. So we, we, we watched Chain Reaction, the uh, Keanu Reeves, Morgan Freeman, Rachel Weiss uh, movie. Um, I think this is the third or fourth time I've seen Chain Reaction. I mean, it's at least the third time I've seen it, so you've seen it more. Yeah, um, I like Chain Reaction. It's yeah. a fun film. It's a fun story. It's fun watching Keanu Reeves in an action movie where he is an action star. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's is very much the vibe he's going for in it. 
that he's he's essentially not playing an action star in it. He's playing more of a a um, bit of a nerd. Every man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it just it, it keeps going from dark, deeper and deeper, and it becomes like this whole fucking underground lair movie. There is a layer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that, that that's that's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, again, available on Star Player. <laughs> Uh, I've, got, I've got a rather weighty uh, to watch list on Disney Plus now. <laughs> yeah, I, I went for a lot of it. Well, all right, then that'll do. That'll yeah. do. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sneakers, which wasn't on uh, Disney Plus, that was on Prime. Uh, but we watched, we watched Sneakers, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, you were like, oh, it's a Robert Redford film and it's about this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, show me the trailer. And it started, and I was like, I mean, you could have just said it had Dan Aykroyd in it, and I would have said yes. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen Sneakers here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's it holds up. It's it's the thing is it's still a little bit too long, but it was a little bit too long back in the day anyway. <laughs> the bit where Whistler's driving the van is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But it's just it it's it's funny again that you've got this um essentially like a heist movie and like a a prototype um Ocean's Eleven movie. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that Soderbergh's Ocean's movies do essentially steal a lot from Sneakers mm. um, but you've got like, the prototype of, of, of that but it's like the big fucking the big moment and the big heist moment is literally Redford having to walk really slowly across <laughs> an office <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's it, it's still a lot of fun um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And then finally, we watched last night um, because we're just going through a shitload of nineties sort of action thrillery movies. Yeah. You said it's my sneeze. So we watched the original Flatliners last night. Nice. Um, nearly accidentally clicked on the remake. That could have been fucking disastrous, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the actual original is is good, so you know there's that bonus. Um, I always kind of forget how good it is until I watch it again. Like, um, Kiefer Sutherland is 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 really really good at it. It's very overblown, but that's what he's kind of good at or, or was at the time. Like, you don't want an understated performance from you know. 90s Kiefer Sutherland yeah. and no. um, Kevin Bacon I always remember like the, the Kiefer Sutherlandiness of it and Julia Roberts's hair but Kevin Bacon's really fucking good in this film his character's like awesome like the fact that he's about to ditch school and like just leave and he's abseiling out of a fucking window yeah the, the <laughs> abseiling bit is so it, it just it feels so Joel Schumacher that moment <laughs> where he's abseiling out of it where you watch it going Hang on a minute, what? Why is he abseiling out of the window rather than just going out of the door? That makes no sense. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of does within the fabric of a Joel Schumacher 90s movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I always forget Oliver Platt's in it as well. Oliver Platt's always the best thing in anything he's in. Yeah, he is quietly, isn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 he's... Oliver Platt was one of those, back in like the, like I said, the rental days of renting things. 
if you were looking at something and you were umming and ahhing and you went, oh, it's got all of a plot in it, it would literally be, I will be renting that, no problem, because, <laughs> uh, because at least it's got all of a plot in it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was that, that was it for our, um, our watches this week. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, so yeah, I watched a few. I also broke in Star. Um, I watched Spy Hard. <laughs> 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 the Leslie Nielsen movie. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't watched that in a long time. I mean, I just like it was like ten o'clock. I was feeling quite tired, and I was just like, I just need to start something. I can just like not think about. Hello, Spy Hard. Um, <laughs> the only thing I really remember from it, and I literally watched it maybe like four days ago. Weird Al Yankovic's title song and closing credits song is fucking incredible. And the, his title sequence that he directed as well is great. Um, I'll probably play it at the end of the show, in all honesty. <laughs> but it, it's just like the end of the, the end of the song is just like. This is the theme for Spy Hard. This is the start of Spy Hard. And it's just... (laughs) And then the closing credits is, you just watched Spy Hard. This is the end of Spy Hard. I mean, mean, honestly, that's like the main thing I remember from it. (laughs) It is the Weird Al Yankovic songs. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I suppose that's okay. I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's that it's no naked gun. You know what I mean? It just I, I like the fact that he's Agent WD forty, <laughs> and his name is Dick Steele. That's great. Um, yeah. The thing is, there was a few of these because there was the, is it repossessed the um, the Exodus yes. ripoff one that did as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I I do remember watching them all um, back in the day and laughing suitably enough at all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's the thing, man. I mean like that, that Leslie Nielsen, you know, it's exactly what it, it says on the tin and nothing more, and that's absolutely fine. So uh, yeah, Spy Hard, well, uh, welcome to this star, brilliant. Um, also, first time watch of thirteen going on thirty. <laughs> um which i watched with donna on uh on saturday night um continuing a theme from when i talked about age of ultron mark ruffalo is hotter than the sun this this was in his very hot period wasn't it like my god man like i just fell in love with him myself quite frankly he was great jennifer Garner's on really really good form for Judy Greer doing her best friend thing, but kind of like um, twisting it up a bit, which I appreciated. Um, and Andy Serkis, good, good value as the boss. You know, it, it's it's just kind of like good comedic actors doing good comedic acting. Laughed enough, thought it was quite sweet. And yeah, you know... Um, I, I really quite enjoyed it. I don't think I've got much more to say uh, say on it than that. What mm. if you're doing like a troll of the uh, Mark Ruffalo is a first track movies? <laughs> yes. Uh, then I think you need to see the kids are all right. 
Oh, I've seen the kids are all right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do, do we do we get Mark's Ruffalo in in the cut at all? Because that's on movie. Uh, you do get Mark's Ruffalo in the cut. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I think in the Fine. cut was the, the movie he made. I think that was the first movie. I think I'm right in saying this that he made after uh, coming back from his. Um, like he broke his neck, didn't he? Let's mm. go acting for like three years. Um, I think uh, think um, that in the cut was the first movie he made after coming back. I just need to see his dick, to be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll watch that. Um, just what a fucking ridiculous looking man. Anyway, sorry. Um. <laughs> Last one for the week. Um, you know, we did play in it forwards. It's been quite a lot. Did I talk about the intern? No, I don't think no. I talked about the intern last week. No, because I'd started it and then I finished it after the podcast. Right. The intern. That film's great. Thank you. you guys, I'm really, really glad you like that. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you, you, guys, you guys talked about it. So I, I will just say. Oh God, just watching De Niro and Anne Hathaway be friends for two hours was a, like a warm bath. It, it was great. It? It's just such a nice little hug of a movie. Just there's no there's, there's not much drama. Just him just being really quite nice with her. Yeah. A bit weather at the hotel where mm-hmm. she kind of says about her husband like having an affair and he's like, oh thank God you know. <laughs> like it's obviously been like preying on him. Do I tell her? Do I not? I'm a bad person if I don't. Do I? I don't want to split up their family and all this kind of stuff. That's that's such a kind of human moment in it. I, I, I do think it's the it's the underappreciated De Niro role of the past ten years. Mm. I, I think that's totally fair. And like that that's the thing. That scene, you kind of think like, oh shit, is this going to be where they have the falling out at the end of the second act? No. 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 They just talk it through. Yeah. You it's, know. I. Sorry. Just to put even just like the, 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 it's it's the positive effect that he seems to have on everybody around him. Oh, absolutely. I and also he teaches people that it's nice to suit up. He does do that, yeah. You know, just saying, Jason Sudeikis, you could have fucking watched it. Um, so my last one, my actual last one for this week. Um, watched the Tim Burton I hadn't seen previously. Uh, Big Eyes. Oh, uh, God, yeah. So, have you seen? Have you guys seen Big Eyes? No. Yeah, I've seen Big Eyes. Big Eyes is a film where Lana Del Rey literally sings a song called Big Eyes during yep. it, with your big eyes and your big lies. Yep. Which it's, is it, it, it's. It's Skyfall levels of obvious lyrics. Nice. Uh, 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 incredible. It's just the fact that it actually plays during a scene in the film and it like over Amy Adams being sad. It's just like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Do it If you if you have to, just do it in the closing credits. Fuck off. So anyway, um, this is like the Tim Burton film that went under the radar um, and did fuck all and just disappeared amy adams won a golden globe for best actress in a musical or comedy for this it's neither it's yeah. not funny 
I mean, I, I, it's not trying to be funny. It's a drama. Um, yeah. It's about a woman whose like claim to her art is stolen by her husband because he's got an inferiority complex about how he's not good creativity creatively and it's not funny um i quite liked it though to be honest um i thought waltz did a good line in he's overacting but that's just what his personality is and he definitely plays the whole you could see how he'd be initially charming but how my god he would piss you off by living (laughs) with that and just being around that um yeah, I, Adam's very subdued, you know. I like the her character doesn't really have much agency to her. Um, it's only when things get very, very, very bad that she does leave. Um, yeah, it was it was it was odd because like considering the, the the topic of the film, the fact that Christoph Waltz is by far the bigger like bigger character personality wise was kind of surprising, but. Um, I mean, it, you know, interesting cast to it. Kristen Ritter, John Polito, Jason Schwartzman show up, you know, do do good work. Um, and uh, the, the the just that the whole true story nature of it. I mean, apparently, like um, Christoph Waltz does some very very big stuff in a courtroom towards the end, where he's also his own lawyer, which apparently was toned down compared to how he actually was in real life which is incredible. Um, But yeah, it's just this, a very involving drama, you know, and you do get wrapped up in, in the story of it all. Um, Will I particularly remember it after the fact? No, but am I glad that Burton made it and kind of proved that he can still make something that feels somewhat personal also yes so uh yeah yeah uh big guys very 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 mild recommend um but i liked it i think yeah i did anyway (laughs) big guys and your big lies um so let's do a little kind of extended what we watched before we move into our our main uh our last main review for the evening so we all in support of the wrong turn remake watched we, the sorry yes. just before we, we move on to the the, the the wrong turniness of things um mark said to um ask you your opinion on the wild hunt when when we got you on here because you didn't get much chance to speak about it on paying it forward why would you do that mark um <laughs> So, yeah, um, you know, th- listen to Playing It Forward where we talked about a fucking piece of shit called The Wild Hunt. Um, where I, I think Jord may have had a stroke uh, in in recommending that. Um, amateurish, shot by someone who apparently had been staring in the sun for a couple of hours at a time um characters who you just want to punch if i god introduce mads mickelson from riders of justice into this world holy fuck 
did <laughs> that would be a heck of a crossover. I mean, oh. I appreciate like how it was speaking to how obsession can turn dangerous in the wrong hands, you know, under the wrong circumstances. I mean, it no, and I just everybody was a wet blanket. Everyone, like if it wasn't men being little boys play acting and going too far, it was a fucking dickhead boyfriend who looked down on everyone around him but wasn't exactly hot shit himself pining after a girlfriend who appears to give no fucks about him whatsoever and seems entirely driven by am I going to have a good time and do I like the thought of his dick awful portrayal of women in this bloody film honestly one of the worst films I've seen in a good many years Wow. And that's, I fucking hated it. Okay. It was so bad. I'm so, and George, I'm sorry. Even the brother, Bjorn Magnuson. Nah, I'm not into him either. Like son of, son of Magnus Olafsson. Just fuck off. Like no, like just you know what. Help, just help your brother out. Just help your brother out and just like, just walk up to that guy and say, look, not being funny. My brother's here. He's going to fucking ruin the mood because he's a twat. I'm a twat as well, but at least I'm around like-minded twats. This twat's coming here being a twat all on his lonesome. Who does he want? That twat of a girl over there. Can those two twats just go home and then we can all be twats together? It is a movie of twats. I would agree to that, yes. I just, all I wanted at the end was the police to cut, just like turn up and just go, what the fuck? Like, not, not even, not even angry, just exasperated. Just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you lot doing? Jesus <laughs> wept. Now, all you fuck off back to your mum's basement. Why is there a couple of dead bodies here? I'm, a, I'm surprised any of you had the arm strength to hit anyone with such force. <laughs> All right. Who brought Mountain Dew to the dickheads? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch it then, Bex? Yeah, I watched it with Mark. And you yeah, you it. thought it was all right then, did you? I, I didn't hate it. I thought there was, a few, there was enough little kind of funny, quirky little moments for it to be amusing. And then obviously... The Ed Sheeran lucky likey guy gets his brains bashed in, so that's fun. That was quite fun, yeah. Um, I mean, that moment was great. It's just, it, I just think, I thought it was quite an interesting little study of when people just take shit too seriously. And it amused me, given the current state of the internet. It felt quite relatable. Oh, I mean, it may as well have just been called Bag of Twats. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did very much enjoy the bit where um, Bjorn goes and finds what's his name at the end and just fucking kills him and then fucks off. That was good. Again, where's the police? <laughs> it's not a point, Ian. Fairly sure it is. <laughs> right. Wrong Turn is directed by Rob, uh, Rob Schmidt. 
Uh, even though this is more uh, what what we watched. Uh, Desmond Aaron, Sin, Eliza Dushku, Emmanuel, Shakiri, uh, Lindy Booth, Jeremy Sisto. Um, I thought I'd seen Wrong Turn before, and I hadn't. Oh, um, first watch. Yeah, must have been. Didn't remember a thing about this. Um, quite liked it. Um, liked how it started with Desmond Arrington, like in media res, and you know the whole how he comes about the other characters and whatnot. And it's like the. I, I liked that it didn't do the whole cold open thing of like someone running in the woods and then like being shot by an arrow and then decapitated or whatever and then roll turn. It you know I I like that it it just kind of start like started uh like that. Um, great makeup effects. Um, you know tense where it needed to be. Would say that bit when they were up in the watchtower. And it, uh, it, they were like, well, what are they doing? It's like, well, they're going to smoke you out, aren't they? They're obviously going to smoke you out. You've got some time here to think about how you're going to get out because they are going to smoke you out. <laughs> what are they doing? Oh, they're smoking us out. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, just a solid, nasty little kind of creature feature kind of thing about 80 minutes long, you know, gets in, gets out. Eliza Dushku's got some perky boobies. And uh, there you go. Wrong turn. Uh, what were you? What, what were your guys' opinions on rewatch? I mean, this isn't a fairly regular rotation for us, isn't it? We love our early not, not horror. Yeah, we, we have it on iTunes, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Nice. Um, it's, it's, it's good fun. It's not taking itself too seriously. It's not trying to say anything. Eliza Dushku is, is perfectly passable in it. She's there doing what Eliza Dushku does, which is look hot and be a bit surly. That is kind of her shtick, really. Um, Emmanuel Shikri is kind of the look hot and be a bit more sunny one. And then the other one, I can't remember what her name is, is just... She's the cannon fodder, isn't she? She is. She's... Um, yeah was it was it the same year she was in dawn of the dead i think that was oh four oh fuck me she's the daughter yeah yeah Yeah. wow the year after uh yeah literally she she's 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 there that i love the fact that in her death scene it's like they've gone like directorially they've gone gone can we just stop you a second? Yeah, what? Could you just pull the zip down a little bit more so we can see your tits a bit more? <laughs> but I, I like how it kind of, you know, there, there are horror movie tropes and there are they are they are followed. And one of them is you don't you don't you don't do naughty shit, otherwise you're gonna die. And oh, she yeah. starts doing naughty shit and then almost immediately dies. Yeah, yeah, literally they they they, they smoke weed, have sex, and she's just rifling through his car. Yeah. So, you know, she. She, in horror movie terms, deserved to die. Oh yeah. And did. Yeah. It's grim. I like. I like how grim it is. Oh yeah, it is. It's nasty. Isn't but it? but without it being like, because you, you know you had in this time you know you had the Eli Roth movies and the um the Bob Zombie movies and things like that that were I enjoyed them, I, I enjoyed them but they they are unnecessarily yeah. grim they're yeah. lingering they're grim for the sake of being grim this is just grim 
but in a fun kind of way, if that makes any sense. And it was just a head drop in half and good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's, it's just an end to the watch. Gets in, gets its shit done and gets the fuck out. Yeah. And, and Desmond Harrington always feels like somebody who should have had a bigger career. He's not that good. I he's not very. He's not very compelling. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah, but he always seems like one that, that should have just. That, 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 that he was always like teetering on the edge of having like a breakout, but then never did. Mm. Um, I was reading through the trivia actually for this on IMDb, and in real life, there was a dislocated shoulder, a broken ankle, and one of the. Um, mountain men got set on fire by a Lazarushku. What, just like randomly she just set him on fire? No, you know that, that scene in the end? And she yeah. hits him with the uh, branch that's on fire. Yeah. It's quite a throwaway shot in the actual fight scene. Apparently he actually did get set on fire. Come Manuel Shikri dislocated, Shriki, sorry, uh, whatever it is, dislocated a shoulder when they would... Chikri is. It's not Chikri. Apparently it is, yeah. Um, dislocated a shoulder when they did the jump from the watchtower. And Desmond Harrington broke his ankle when they were doing the bit where they run away from the log cabin. So, yeah. And then got shot in the other leg. And had to limp wrong. Um, do you know what I did think, though, whilst watching this? Just just from a girl point of view for a second. What? Like, children today, like, moan about the unrealistic body standards that they have to, like, live up to and stuff. There is not an ounce of fat on any of the girls in this movie and it's fucking galling <laughs> i was looking at um what's her name emmanuel whatever her surname is um when she's wearing those really low trousers and then a cross top what the actual fuck is going on there she looks like he's made out of plastic it's not it's not right also jeremy's sister it's always nice when he crops up and things <laughs> he's good in this i like him in this he's, he's always good in anything yeah. he's in it's just he's not he's never been in enough no. Died way too early. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, his death's actually really quite good as well. Yeah. I mean, in real life, and I was like, fucking hell, this has got dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a character, yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, really, really, really like him, too. Uh, 2003 or whatever it is. Yeah, 2003. I just needed to caveat that. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where are you with it? Are you definitely, yeah, definitely not, shit? not shit? Yeah, I think if you're so inclined, I think it's uh, it, it's perfectly fun. It, it's good fun. Uh, our, our audience poll, definitely not shit, 63%. Touching cloth, 13%. And shit, 25%. See, I can also understand that point of view because if you're not into trash horror, yeah, it is probably shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is, it is the genre that I am easily, like, by a country fucking mile, the most forgiving of. I could watch the crappiest horror and be like, eh, it's still a horror movie, though, isn't it? It's fine, <laughs> definitely not shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I am aware of my shortcomings in that area. So. <laughs> don't really know where to go from there. Um... Watching for hours, I believe. We've been watching way more than an hour. What are you talking about? Oh, really? Four hours. Four hours? No, I mean, I mean, since we passed that thing. You know what? Why don't you guys just um 
just head back to the trail. I'll meet you guys up there. What is that? turn i suppose i just talk about wrong turn don't i so the 2021 wrong turn is directed by mike p nelson and stars charlotte vega uh fucking come on imdb you big twat aiden bradley bill sage emma do something dylan mctee Daisy Head and Matthew Modine. My word. <laughs> Old as fuck looking Matthew Modine. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, younger than my dad. Yes, he is. 61. He looks really 61. Old. Yep. He, he did. Um, his trademark, according to IMDb, towering height and slender frame. That's a fucking weird thing to have on IMDb. It is um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, he is quite tall and slim, so... I mean, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, interesting one, this. Uh, so, written by the guy who wrote the original Wrong Turn, kind of, like, created the, 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 like the franchise, which spanned, like, the original film in, like, six sequels, and now you've got this one um which is different so starts off with matthew modine's scott uh traveling to a town uh along the appalachian trail looking for his daughter and it then cuts to six weeks beforehand where his daughter and um kind of millennial friends piss off the locals before going along the appalachian trail um accidents befall them and they come across some skull-wearing fo- uh, forest people. Um, and it goes on from there. Um, on it, We do say all spoilers all the time, but honestly, one of the real boons of this is probably not knowing where it's going. So it's not a remake of the first one at all. Nope. It really is a name-only remake. Um, Mark. Yep. What odds would you have placed on being able to guess how this film would have ended, ended from just knowing that it was a new Wrong Turn movie? Yeah, it's the. <clears throat> It's not a wrong turn movie at all. It is just called wrong, wrong turn. It's a remake of wrong turn in the same vein that Black Christmas is a remake of Black Christmas. It's yeah. It's trading on a fucking name, and I hate that. Or, 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 or 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Um, the yeah. fact yeah. is. Well, it's still about aliens. The fact is, they don't even technically take a wrong turn. 
Well, they don't really in the first one. No, they technically don't. It's a good point. They take a, a diversion because... Well, that, he, he could take the wrong turn because he comes up with a fork in the road. Well, he could go one way, could go the other, and he goes one way. So technically, that could be a wrong turn. Yeah. Well, they, they, they do say let's turn in this direction to see the civil war thing. But I don't think you can count that as a wrong turn because yeah, they, intentionally they intentionally go there. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it. You think at that point, all right, here we go. Here come the fucking hillbillies. Uh, then no, it's not. It's yeah, it's the foundation. Not doing spoilers for this one. Okay. No, it's okay. I think. Yeah. I I just said at the start. You like if if you are interested, like seriously, stop now. Watch it. Come back because it it just really was surprising. But yeah, go on. Yeah, and then when you get to that, you're like, all right, this is interesting and really fucking odd. Um, and it's it kind of goes up a weird level at that point mm. where it, it becomes more I'm not saying it becomes better if that but it, it, it goes in an interesting direction like you say that you're just not expecting yeah I mean <laughs> the arc of the girl in this where she's like I've got a master's in modern dance and art, so <laughs> I'm a waitress. Yeah. <laughs> With, you know, good line. But then halfway through the film, or maybe like two thirds in, it's, well, I don't really have much else going on for my life. I may as well be a fuck bucket for the, the, the leader of this fucking clan. Um, And then, fair enough, she tries to get out, like, she then tries to get out of it but i it's like fascinating fucking like sexual politics in this one um i but yeah bex what were your thoughts i think i liked it a lot more if it wasn't called wrong turn if it was just its own thing and it was standing on its own two feet i think i'd have really quite enjoyed it because it is quite interesting like there easily could be weird little communities living out america is a really big place and there's a lot of like un um processed i guess is the word that i I can think of that's best but it's probably not the right one um undeveloped land where people like this could be living and you know from that point of view it it is quite creepy like like, bobbish extreme yeah (laughs) um well yeah I, i i don't it, it, it just really rubbed me up the wrong way that, they, that they've tried to sort of trade off that. It's, you know, if it was if the wrong turn movies were like an anthology series, different. But they're not. They're all about inbred hillbillies. Yeah. Um. But as a standalone, I actually, um, I don't know really. A lot of the characters. Charlotte Vega's character and her partner, yeah. I didn't didn't hate. Matthew Modine didn't hate. Um, the rest of them, fully hated. That one guy who killed the like whack the dude um with the big stick. Mm. He he could fuck off very quickly. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Um, he, he, he was intentionally being a dick. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, when they're out having drinks and they, they first set him up, I think, all right, that, that that's not too bad. You know, him being like saying, you know, I, I, you should be, we should be a little bit nervous because what is it? But then he pivots so quickly to just be an antagonistical prick. Yeah. That it's like he kind of deserves what he's getting a little bit yeah. here. It's a bit whiplashy that bit. Yeah. Um, we watched the trailer, didn't we? And there's obviously what. You can talk about the what is it bit. Which bit? The from acclaimed director. None. I wasn't. You can cover that if you like. Oh, does the trait That's what you were referring to earlier on. I haven't yeah. seen yeah. the trait The, the trailer, trailer says from acclaimed director. From acclaimed director Mike P. Nelson. Right. So then you start thinking. Oh, so what's he done? All oh, right. Fuck. Have I missed something? Is there some like big fucking like horror thing that that he's directed and I've just never fucking what is it? So here they are. He made a film called Summer School. Right? Yep, no one's heard of it. It's got 4.7 on IMDb, which I know is not a great... What is it? Um, And he made a film called The Domestics, which has got Kate Bosworth and Tyler Hodgson in it. So, you know, there you go. Acclaimed director. But acclaimed director. Acclaimed. I think I'm going to call myself visionary muesli eater, Ian Loring. I think you could, mate. I think you could get away with it. Acclaimed director. All bets are off now. You can call yourself Fucking hell. Just the utter fucking hubris of doing (laughs) that. Of going like that. Because there's no way that that wasn't him in insisting that it, that's what it's called <laughs> yeah no what i was going to refer to was when we watched the trailer and there was the bit with the rolling log and we were like oh that's totally gonna smash into someone's face and yeah. them against the log and then that's exactly what happened we did quite enjoy that bit didn't we yeah that face that's <laughs> some proper nightmare fuel what it does to that guy's face <laughs> yeah like the way it's like the teeth are just kind of piled up in the, and then the eye just on top of yeah that yeah, yeah that was that was rough. It's the fact you were saying Becky's vault. It's like the fact that they don't cover it up. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, just walk away and leave his face like that. So the bears mm. that are clearly going to be there. So yeah, um, yeah. Apart from the fact that all but two of the main characters are really irritating and then there's Matthew Modine who's like sub main character he's fine oh but so fucking wet right if my dad was coming to rescue me like from the woods I would, and he was acting that fucking pathetic I'd be like mate just go home <laughs> I'll make it out on my own you're being pathetic which he kind of does the guys that he gets to help him literally get killed straight away <laughs> yeah it, uh, th- that made me laugh though that 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 one kind of like lead redneck guy was like well i just what you know wanted to kick this shit out give you a good kick in before you leave and what was the line where he's talking talking to matthew mudini he was just like you know i just wanted to like kick the shit out of you and then and then watch you and then uh, send you packing it's like what do you do that to every like stranger who passes through town I think he might. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was such an odd line. Um, 
and just like the way that like that that it's the whole kind of like we just leave them to it they don't that you know they don't bother us we don't bother them but then two separate characters are like no i wouldn't mind getting some revenge against them my cousin disappeared and whatnot you know it was just little things like that just didn't quite you know it was like is the town in on it or are they not and you know she's been there what maybe five weeks and all of a sudden she's a fucking crack shot with an arrow I mean, there there is also that, yeah. Um, And it was it was those kinds of things that like took it took away from me because like I thought I just thought there were moments of it that were really quite striking. Like that guy who played like the head of the foundation, I thought he was pretty good. Mm. Like he's got that whole. He seems quite reasonable, but he also seems like he could bash your fucking head in. Yeah. If you if you acted the wrong way, I I thought he did well there. Um, it, yeah, I, I I'm I'm not saying it was an absolute like banger or anything, but I thought that I thought there were moments here that really did grab you. Um, and I like the ending as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like the over the credits like the thing, I thought that that was clever. It was like when it ended, I was like, fucking hell, that was nihilistic, wasn't it? And then immediately those credits start. It's like, oh, okay, then fair enough. <laughs> we kept expecting someone else to crawl out the van and for yeah. to run back, didn't we? Or off, offer her to just go off, like, essentially walk off screen so you can't see anymore, and the van to just start up and drive off. <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't hate it. I wish it wasn't trying as hard to have, like stuff like i don't need my horror movies to try and make me think and that's what that's part of what i love about the original long term is it just it's just there and then it's gone and it's fun whereas this is less fun because it's trying to go oh yeah but societies can exist outside of society and they can have their own laws and it's like oh fuck off just chop someone's head in half and be grim you guys have daisy head doing a really weird accent yeah yeah, she's... Oh, yeah. Mm. That little girl. Fucking little traitor. <laughs> she can fuck right off as well. Um, and I didn't like the little jibe at the end. There's some line at the end about, oh, what did you expect, like, hillbilly rednecks or something? And it's like, fuck off, all right? Have some fucking respect. Oh, the whole kind of, like, oh, the boys have picked a film, I think, is about cannibal rednecks or something. Yeah. Again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that is a little bit like, but the film you've just watched is far more high-minded than that. Yeah, yeah. Ideas above its fucking station it's got. <laughs> but I didn't hate it. It's just not a wrong turn movie. Yeah, fair. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised because I really was expecting absolute shit. <laughs> I won't. That's I won't the, lie. I, I really. I wasn't looking forward to it. Thing is, I, I don't think it's that great. But I'm just. It's a. It's. It's just interesting yeah. what it is. Yeah. From what you expect it to be. Any movie where you put animal skulls over people's faces, is going to have an element of creepiness. In it, they just look creepy. And that's the front cover. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Definitely not shit. not shit for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not 
movie. It's definitely not shit because it's not shit. Mm. But would I go as far as say it's good? I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's not Geo Star. No. No. It's definitely not that Christmas, so it's got that going for it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I am saying definitely not shit. Mm. Yeah. And our audience poll, 50% definitely not shit and 50% shit. <laughs> That's I mean, fair. Yeah. Polarising. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Twitter questions? Yeah, we have a couple, actually. We've got one that's just for Mark. Rick Kidd, Rick J. Kidd. Feel free to answer one, none, or both of these. Number one, what famous film locations have you visited? And number two, which famous film locations would you love to visit? I don't think I've visited any. No, I can't. There's none that come to mind. No, I can't. I I can't say there are either. Like when we were in Berlin a couple of years back, we almost went to the place where Landa is having the well, like the strudel or whatever it is, with um, Melanie Laurent's character in 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 Glorious Bastards. Oh yeah, like because it was relatively close to where we were, but you know, just hauling. Don and lots around so I could go have a strudel where they did a scene of Inglorious Bastards felt a little bit that you know it was our anniversary it was you know it was probably not the right day yeah Um, (laughs) it probably wasn't the right moment to pick (laughs) yeah and almost went to Cinecita the studio in Italy in in Rome um but they weren't doing anything public for the for the day that we tried so uh yeah, uh, a, a case of almost, but not quite for me. Uh, I think a pee in the alley where the uh, prostitutes found in uh, From Hell, because in York. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Where would I like to go? I'd like to, I'd like to go see the Amityville house, but that's such a basic bitch fucking answer. It's a little bit. Basic is film it, bitch. Is, is, is the next one the, the stairs from The Exorcist? No, actually, the next one is I'd like to go to Venice and see like in real life like where Door Look Now was filmed and oh I don't one I'd like to go to the catacombs in Paris but part of that is because of the movie catacombs and the films that have been filmed there and what's the other one um As Above So Below is filmed in the catacombs as well isn't it yeah. but also because I'd just like to go to the catacombs in Paris I was in Mallorca when they were filming The Last Crusade and saw part of that in film. Nice. Yep. Um, actually, um, my office, um, they were shooting the Anton Fuqua uh, film, which um, I think is still supposed to be coming out this year, Infinite. They shot some of that um, outside my office and we were watching them film. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was like apparently it was November 2019. Um, like they they closed off like a large section of the road, and we just saw saw them. We we were just watching them film. Um, so I don't know. Look out for my office building, maybe in <laughs> Infinite whenever that comes out. I'll keep uh, an eye out for it. Probably won't be in shot. They would have digitally replaced it, but hey. <laughs> Uh, Mark Azizu asks, uh, number one, uh, out of your ratings, what's your pre-watch scores 
for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Two out of five. Definitely shit. Okay, I get that. Out of your ratings, what's your pre-watch scores? Well, like, we're guessing. Yeah. It's going to be shit, isn't it? Could be Geostorm. I think it could be a bit of Geostorm. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be too long to be Geostorm. Yeah. What's that? It's going to be too long to be Geostorm. You're not going to get... Go against it is the fact that it, it's four hours. You're not going to get so bad it's good when it's four hours long. Like, there'd have to be so much... What are they doing over yeah. the four hours for it to uh, to be that? It's going... I, I will say right now, if Justice League is definitely not shit, that will be my surprise of the year. And I'm not trying to antagonise anyone. It just... The hot... Everything about that just is screaming all the worst aspects of Zack Snyder to me. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be shit. Mm. Um, and then number two, uh, yes, um, I like comedy. I won't watch them except comedy drama, so like, say, Coen Brothers, Hail Caesar. What genre do you least watch? Rom-coms. Yeah, that's probably right, actually. Unless they've got, like... <sighs> There's some that I hold very dear to my heart, but they're ones that are like rom-com plus something else. So like Fool's Gold, for instance, it's a rom-commy adventure kind of thing. There's very few just pure rom-coms that I actually like. Like when Harry Met Sally, it's like stone cold fucking classic, isn't it? But it's a rom-com. Yeah, but it's fantastic. But there's not many that I like. Fair enough. Go on. You love a rom-com. I do you? fucking love a rom-com. You like a sappy git. <laughs> That's where all your emotion goes. Oh, we never covered that when we were doing um, Riders of Justice. With the exception of the fact that Mads Mikkelsen eventually breaks down and actually does grieve, I think that would be Mark's grieving process. <laughs> what, just like bouts of extreme violence? I'd actually know because that would mean he felt something. I think it'd just be, you know, the bit where he's just like talking to her in bed and he's like, yeah, but she's not alone now because she's dead. So she's nothing. So she's not alone because she's not anything. She's dead. That would be it. I reckon after I die, Mark's just going to be like, fucking hell, what am I going to make for my dinner? Yeah, but what, actually I don't make dinner often. No, but you don't think about it. Because you're usually fucking planning it tight the fucking yeah, the night before. <laughs> the night before. Just finished eating, you go, whatever dinner tomorrow night. I know, I need to take stuff out of the freezer, Mark. But yeah, your your weird reactions to death are, are freakishly like. And maybe that's it. Maybe all your emotions are going on rom coms. I might ban you. No. Let's see if you become a human. Uh, period dramas. Fucking hit, just oh, here. You do hate I period hate dramas, them. Don't you? I. Fucking despise them with a deep lying passion. Yeah, I'm not a big fan to be perfectly honest. They're just it's fake fancy. <laughs> it's fake it, it, it's creating a mood of class, but just it's a complete fabrication. It's Music just fucking it is it's just outfits. It is just fetishizing outfits and posh accents yeah it can get to fuck <laughs> um, what was yours Ian did you say rom-coms as 
well. I think I think probably rom coms, even though I feel like I'm getting more into them, um, especially if they start Mark Ruffalo. Um, but yeah. And then what's we had another one you said, Bex. Yeah, just for you. But I can't find it. Oh, oh. wait. I keep missing calls. Uh, it's from uh, Black Lanterns. Uh, I keep missing your calls out for questions, so I hope you don't mind me getting asking one here. People ask any time questions. Don't, don't wait for us to what is it. Given dude for us, that's me, uh, tendency to assign certain types of films to be best viewed on certain days of the week, can you give an example of film for each day? I mean, that's for you, man. I know, so I can't, don't yeah. just sit there with your hands folded. I reckon I can. I can go Monday. Starting Monday. Monday movie. Well, we watched Flight Miners last night. I think it's a perfect Monday movie, that. Yeah. Uh, for the reason that it's kind of, it's entertaining, but a little bit silly, but not silly, silly. Mm. So it, it gets you, you had the first day of the week, and it gets you entertainment, a little bit of thinking, but you don't have to engage your brain too much. Okay. Tuesday, you then reserved for, I would say, Tuesdays when you can start hitting comedy. Mm. Well, also because we usually record on a Tuesday, it has to be something that you know you don't have to think about too much after talking yeah. a lot about films. Yeah. So you look at a comedy. So I would say you could throw out something like what would be a good one? Good Tuesday night movie. The uh, comedy accepted. That'd be good, okay. like, what is it? It's a, just fun, entertainment, laugh enough, but it's, yeah, just under 90 minutes as well. There you go. Wednesday, uh, you hump day, isn't it? Mm. So you want something. That's when I think you could throw in something like a comic movie at, at it. Yeah. Rather than your Saturday night, you throw a comic book movie at that. Like so, a blockbuster-y type movie on yeah. Wednesday, do you think? Okay. But I think that's where you can go. Quite what movie it's your hump day, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit of a treat for you. Mm. So I'm gonna throw Cats in America Civil War. Okay. Out okay. there. Then Thursday. Thursday's for thinking movies, I think. I don't think it is. I think it's for the movie Unstoppable by Tony Scott. Tony Scott's a good shout now. Tony Scott movies would be a Friday night for me. Uh, no, I, I think you could you could I could I could work out every night of the week for Tony Scott movies <laughs> quite easily. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But carry on anyway. So Thursday night would be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Okay. With Tony Scott movie. Yeah. And Friday night, it depends. Are you working Monday or Friday and you're off for the weekend? Let's just do it on your. your Friday night, night, first blood. Yeah. First blood should only ever be watched on a Friday or occasionally a Saturday, mm. but mostly a Friday, but after 11 p.m. Okay. What are you watching earlier? What? What what film are you watching on a Friday but earlier than? I've been out for a drink. Back in, the, okay. back in the the world when you could do that. Yeah. Okay. You got home and you put on first blood. Saturday night, what's your Saturday night banger? Saturday night, I think, is where you want to go. You want to go pure entertainment. I like new, if possible, on Saturday yeah. night as well. But that's like, that's like a treat. I think that's going back to the days of going and renting a movie. Um, so, Tenet, for instance, would be a great yeah. Saturday night. For like now, if you wanted to have a treat, Saturday night movie. A big old meal of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sunday, you wanted to throw on something that's a little bit thinky, but also familiar. I think Sunday's a good rewatch. What is it? So mm. I'm going to throw out a, a more possibly obvious one, but an absolute 100% Sunday night movie Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. 
is is the epitome yeah. of like a Sunday night movie. So yeah, there we go. I would I would reserve thinking movies like serious movies for a Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, I can see that. And obviously, honourable mention Sunday daytime is for like just pure stupid fun. Things like Tom and Jerry. Things like Tom and Jerry, yeah. yeah. And the witches. Yeah, like the witches. Don't watch the witches. Yeah. No. But like that, that you won't watch that on an evening. No, too throwaway. Yeah. Um, that one you really like. What's that? Fucking Mighty Ducks. When would that fall? Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Mighty Ducks is a uh, a mid morning movie. All right, okay. So I'm gonna give you a difficult one. <laughs> oh. Because I feel like your answer is gonna be any. When would you watch The Loft, Mark? The Loft. Yeah. Any night I'm allowed to watch The Loft. <laughs> Becky will often joke and we're trying to pick a movie. Becky will often joke and go, Do you watch the loft, Mark? I'll be like, Yeah, let's watch the fucking loft. And then she'll just go, I was joking. I mean, to be fair, because I quite like the loft as well, not as much as you because you're weird. The loft is a fucking great movie. Um, but because I quite like the loft as well, it's often not a joke. I, I look forward to it in about six or seven years' time, maybe ten years' time, where the loft gets an arrow release and everybody starts <laughs> going on about oh yeah it's brilliant isn't it? and i'm there going oh fuck you pricks i was there from the start yeah you were definitely there first with the loft damn right what a fucking film and then obviously the situation specific ones like hot tub time machine can only be now watched in a hot tub yeah can't watch it oh not in a hot tub no <laughs> when harry met sally can only be watched on new year's yep same with playing trains, not all the others can only watch on uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Or the night before Thanksgiving, you get away with Ooh, When would you watch something like pure stupid? Like, say, for instance, Airplane. Airplane? Mm. Uh, I think that's a Saturday night movie after you've watched your other movie, but you're not yeah. quite tired yet. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I thought that was rather comprehensive. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed that immensely, Mark. Well done. Fucking hell. Didn't even say that much thought. Good on you. Um, okay, so that'll do it for this week's show. Coming up next week. Um, yeah, got some biggies next week actually. Um, Disney's new uh, animated feature, Raya and the Last Dragon, which seems to be getting some good word. Uh, yep, yep, yep. And coming to America. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm yes, looking yes, forward yes, to yes, watching yes, both yes, of those. Yes, 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 yes. Looking forward to both. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, a... Mm. Craig Brewer responding to somebody on Twitter um, talking about the fact that Coming to America, the sequel, uh, is a uh, PG-13-12 air. Um, and somebody put on saying, oh, how can this be funny when it's, you know, how can it be anywhere near as funny as original when it's a PG-13? And Craig Brewer going, God, I know, right? But, I mean, you could also just, you know, maybe watch it and see. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good. But, like, not doing it in an aggressive way, just, like, being quite nice about it. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. I'm looking uh, for. By the way, if you need to be offensive in your comedy, uh, then you're just clearly not funny enough. Fair enough. There's a place for offensive comedy, but it doesn't need to be. No. Wesley Snipes is the bad guy. Sold. Yep. <laughs> um, he's going to open in the barbershop, I think. He's going to be brilliant. 
You think it's going to open in the barbershop? I think the barbershop scene is going to be very, very early, maybe. Maybe not open up in it, but I think it's going to be very early in the movie. Yeah. It's going, it's going to be early, and it's going to be one scene and done. Yeah, apart from I do think that the closing, the uh, mid-credits bit again will be the barbershop. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, we shall find out. Lord knows I'll be watching it on Friday. Um, is it a Friday night movie, though, Ian? Yes. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last, Friday, episode Wanda, last episode of WandaVision, then coming to America for me, I reckon. You're going to avoid social media all day on Friday. Oh, fucking hell. Can you imagine how bad that's going to be on Friday? I'm really tempted to rewatch all of WandaVision on Thursday in readiness. There's no fucking way on earth I'm doing that, but good on you. It's only four hours of it. It's only a Zack Snyder's Justice League of it. You are? (laughs) It's only a Zack Snyder's Justice League of it. (laughs) This would be more entertaining, though. Yeah, not happening for me. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, I did all the preamble at the start quickly, but we are podsyndicate.com. I need a pee, so I'm just going to say thank you very much, Mark. Thank you much, Ian. Thank you very much, Max. And wear a suit, Jason Sudeikis, you fucking slob. (laughs) Bye-bye. A man of intrigue, he lives for the thrill. Always has places to go and people to kill. Danger is the game he plays and he holds every card. Cause if you wanna win, you gotta spy hard A man of the world, so suave and discreet He trips over the women piled up at his
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.